5: This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: You are looking live at the Circa Casino Odds Board in downtown Las Vegas, where the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints have just gone to pick in game in London. remaining. And as Patrick Maher told you a few minutes ago, the Saints struck for a go-ahead touchdown. They then added the two-point conversion. So they are now up by a field goal on the Vikings, who came into this game favored. It is 22-19, 9-28 remaining. We will continue to update you on the situation going forward. As again, the underdog is howling. And how about the unders continuing to dominate in the National Football League? 64% through the first three weeks. I have it at 30, 17, and one to the under. But here is the most startling stat. Divisional play, it stands at 15 and three to the unders. And, folks, we got four. Four divisional games that you should take a hard look at the under on. Tennessee is at Indianapolis. The latest number on that was 43 over under. Washington is down at Dallas. A very unusual line. Folks expected the Cowboys to be a much greater favorite than they are right now. But the over under sits at 41. Denver at Las Vegas. And this one is even more unusual. 45-and-a-half, and if the Broncos are I have any chance, they've got to rely again on that tremendous defense of theirs, which has held up, even though Russell Wilson and the Bronco offense continue to struggle. The Rams at San Francisco Monday night, keep an eye on this one. San Francisco will be relying on that tremendous defense, 42-and-a-half. So again, the unders are something to look at and take a serious look at them. As far as the weather is concerned, Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi did a great job of updating you. Uh, We have Philadelphia, Baltimore, and New York. Uh, There are situations involving wind gusts, rain is expected, Jaguars, Eagles, Bills, Ravens, and of course, Bears, Giants. And we immediately have to check in down at the South Point uh, with Chris Andrews. He's the director of the sports book down there. Does a fabulous job. Uh, Chris, we've got so many stories going on. I'm going to start with the game in London, just out of curiosity's sake. When you have a game that starts at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, as that one did in Las Vegas today, what kind of action, what kind of crowd do you get at the South Point? Or do they bet it early and then come in and watch the latter part of the game?
6: Uh, well, we had some good action early, but where we really had a lot of action was last night. Uh, so I think a lot of guys wanted to get their bets in last night. They can maybe sleep in a little bit past 630 and then come in a little bit later. But we had a good crowd uh, at kickoff. But, you know, once we got to about halftime is when the room really started filling up. But tons of action last night and even at midnight I was getting a call about you know some fairly big play.
3: Do you have the lean on the Minnesota side? The public seemed to be on that side nationwide, Chris.
6: Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Well, I mean, we were at two and a half for a while on this game, We wound up closing the game four, uh, but where we really got steamed was on the money line, so uh you know we we need an outright saints victory, and uh you know, keep your fingers crossed. Well, we got about seven minutes to go here to run out the clock. I don't know if we can run it out for seven minutes, but that's what we're rooting for. <laughs> uh,
3: the Vikings just hit a big third down. Uh, they had a third and fourth, the Minnesota 43, so they keep possession. We'll keep an eye on on that game going forward. So, Chris, I spoke about the unders, and obviously yeah. bookmakers are more aware of it than, than we, the public, are. Uh, what adjustments are you seeing in that regard And uh, how about the payoffs? What's it like for the over-under totals?
6: Well, first of all, you know, yeah, obviously, Brent, we we look at the scores, too, so we kind of know what's (laughs) going on. Uh, We only have one game right now that's at uh, 50 or above. Well, it's at 50 with the Bills-Ravens. That's the only one, whereas in past weeks we've had quite a few uh we have you know one total the giants and bears down to 38 and a half but you can see a lot of them are in that low 40 range you know i see like you know well first of all the london game closed at 42 and you know, i'm looking at a culture like 43 and i mean of course there's no weather affecting that game but just go up and down the line uh but we did have weather uh you know obviously with the uh tw- with the uh, hurricane in florida and in carolina Uh, weather affected some of these games and you know I mean rain is certainly one thing and it's a factor but the wind is much more of a factor and uh, so we we really are uh, being very aware of the under trend and it should be even more pronounced this week Uh, just so you know too on our parlay card we left a lot of these games off the parlay card uh, a lot of the totals off the parlay card anticipating there could be weather problems so uh, but of course you can still come in and bet them off the board and plenty of people are
3: Yeah, to follow up on Chris, you see the three key games there that we're looking at, whether Philadelphia, Baltimore, and New York, where the Bears are visiting the Giants. Uh, The wind, which Chris spoke of, and of course, the reason why people say that's more important than rain is wind affects the passing game. And if you're moving your way into that wind, uh, it can really hamper a downfield passing attack. So wind controls that passing game, and that's why really sharp betters take a hard look at the wind rather than just the rain coming straight down. Now, in Philadelphia, 15 miles an hour wind, but gusts up to 35 miles an hour. So keep that in mind. Remember, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, uh, they are off to a tremendous start under Coach Peterson, who goes back to Philadelphia. But keep in mind now, this is back-to-back road trips. They've got to go from the West Coast, where they had that big win over the Chargers. They go back all the way to Jacksonville. Then they come up to Philadelphia. They're a Southern based team. And now suddenly they're looking at win, which they did not see in the combined circumstances out in the Dome in Los Angeles. Take a heavy, heavy look at the under in the Jaguars and the Eagles because the Eagles have an outstanding defense. We all talk about Jalen Hurts and his improvement. But the Eagles can flat get after it, and they will try to get after Trevor Lawrence. That's the game that I'm looking at with the gusts up to 35 miles an hour. Chris, you referred to a game that uh, I think the public uh, is fascinated by. Uh, certainly, I am. It's in, the, it's in the AFC, and we've got the Bills in Baltimore to play the Ravens, and all the experts who have watched very closely say that Lamar Jackson the quarterback for the Ravens, actually may be playing better than he did when he won the MVP award a couple of years ago. So Chris, talk to me about the action that you're seeing on a very attractive game, Buffalo at Baltimore.
6: Great action on this one. I mean, I think right now, if you combine the two, it's probably my highest ticket count of the game uh, of the day. Although probably the Chiefs and Bucks will surpass that by the time we get the kickoff tonight. But great action on this one. We've been jockeying back and forth between three and three and a half. Um, I don't have a strong lean as far as the public goes. My ticket count is almost identical. You know, when we're at three, we write mostly Bill's business. We've gone to three and a half, and then they come in on the Ravens. Moneyline, kind of the same thing. Pretty even action both ways. Uh, now the total, this is one of those where the total is getting bent under. We had it as high as 52-and-a-half, uh, I think was our high watermark. Uh, and now we're down to 50. That's a pretty decent-sized move in a game like this. Uh, but I, I, I love Jackson. I, I don't think he has a lot of tools around with him, uh, except for the tight end, Andrews. Um, that's why I kind of favor the Bills in this game, certainly at the 3 but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, he was a unanimous MVP, don't forget, a couple years ago. And I don't know if he's playing better ball than he was then, but he certainly is playing some terrific ball. I just don't know what he has around him to help him out.
3: And, uh, Chris, taking a look at the Jets, of course, Zach Wilson will be starting, due to start at quarterback today. Uh, Joe Flacco filled in for the injured Wilson. So we have the youngster, and he gets shoved right back into this tough situation for him. He's in Pittsburgh. To play the Steelers, I know that's a that's a team that you keep a close eye on. I know where you grew up, Percy, so I know. <laughs> tell me about the uh, tell me about the Jets at the Steelers today.
6: Well, we had this game three for a while. We got bet up to three and a half. All the early action this week was on the Steelers, but in the last, I don't know, Brent, maybe in the last hour or so, it has poured in on the Jets. So from three and a half, they took the three and a half. Uh, we're back to three. They've come in on the money line on the Jets. Uh, so I guess, obviously, there's some uh, belief in Wilson that uh, he can revive this team. Uh, the Steelers, they, you know, their pass defense has been strong, but their, their run defense has been absolutely horrible. Uh, so I think that's really a big concern for the Steeler fans. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I know Jets have also been – I mean, the Steelers have also been a very popular play uh, in the Circa Survivor contest, so this is an interesting matchup. It, great action on this one. Brent, if it doesn't come three, everything will be just fine.
3: Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the Survivor, uh, 689. The Packers lead the way today, Chris. But your Steelers are right there next. 177 entries in the Survivor now are riding with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, do you believe in the uh, in the Jaguars, Chris? What's your feeling about this team headed into Philadelphia today?
6: Well, I do believe in the Jaguars, and, I, they, you know, you kind of illustrated how they have it tough this week, and I, I'm not sure they can win this game. I mean, they'll be right in it, I guess. But I do believe in them. I think, uh, you know, I hate to say it, it shows you how bad a coach uh, Urban Meyer was. I think Peterson, though, uh, on his behalf, I think is a tremendous coach. And I think he's he's found a way to bring out the best in Trevor Lawrence and some of those other guys. And they've had kind of a sporadic draft over the last couple of years, but there's a couple of guys on that team that were drafted very high that should have some talent. And I think Peterson is the kind of guy that could bring that out of them. I, you know, Brent, they're also in a fairly weak division. I know a lot of people still believe in the Colts. I'm a little skeptical myself. I think they have a heck of a chance to make it to the playoffs, just uh, when you look around the other three teams in that division. I think they've got a pretty big chance. I don't know if that means a win today. I think they got it pretty tough.
3: Chris, uh, thank you so much. Down at the South Point, sports director. And again, if you're a straight better, if that's what you like, remember it's always 11 to 10, either at the South Point or even up at the Rampart, uh, because they carry Chris's numbers up there. Chris Andrews at the South Point. As Countdown to Kickoff continues, the Vikings strike back 25-22 now in London, 4.15 remaining.
2: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose.
0: Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
7: This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on
5: VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Well, I want to remind everybody that VEASAN Pro is a must-have. You get all our tools and you get the picks. Uh, Guys like Mike Palm Pass along what they think. And remember, he's a big baseball guy and coming up are the baseball playoffs. So it's not just football right now, but all the way through the Super Bowl, you can get Vsin Pro for $175. Go to VSEN.com slash subscribe. You know, the coolest man I know is Derek Stevens. He's always decked out beautifully on a Sunday, and he comes in. But I, know, I looked up. And I said, "Wait a minute! I, miss, I, I got sweat on his brow. I got uh, Derek. Derek, I, I've never seen you. Well, what's going on with this London game, my man?"
8: Well, you know, we get we get a lot uh, we get a lot a uh, lot of benefit today. We got an early morning sweat here, Brett. We got a London sweat. Mike and I have been texting this morning. I'll tell you what the pros the pros just hammered hammered um, hammered the Vikings today. So this missed extra point here, about uh, four or five minutes, ago was a really really big deal three minutes to go in this game and uh, boy we got a sweat going
3: on early 25 22 right now as a result of the missed extra point the vikings could have gone up by four but instead now it is sitting on a three we have slipped inside of three minutes and the saints trying to get it going from the 43 second down and six and dalton's got the first down on the move through to the wide receiver over on the right side <laughs> curling to the sideline Oh, my, the sweat continues, Mike. Oh, it's like riding a bike for you, isn't it? <laughs> you
5: know, how awesome was, how awesome was that? Play how awesome was <laughs> that?
3: <laughs> so, you know, this is an interesting stadium, and the, the Raiders actually opened it about mm-hmm. two, three years ago. And the radio booth is in the next county, right down to the right <laughs> <laughs> so, no, up in the corner. So Lincoln Kennedy and I, we were, we were staring at the monitor uh, all game long. But you know what's interesting, Derek and Mike, is how I see the Europeans gravitating more and more toward American football. I never thought it would catch on like it has, Derek, but it's it's become a big thing over there in London.
8: Yeah, it really has. I, I was fortunate enough as a young kid, I, I went over and I saw Broncos preseason game over there. This goes back 30 years with Mr. Bolin and, and, and such. And, and to see how, see how um, sports fans in the U.K., took to american football i mean it's, it's taken a long time obviously but this this really really helps develop the biggest
3: brand in sports in my opinion it's, it's awesome yeah, and mike they love to bet it too oh by the way
4: well that's the thing if they if they can bet there's a there's you know a shop on every corner there <laughs> and, and in london in europe they love to bet their soccer now once they understand this they'll be betting this as well that's that's what spreads the popularity of sports brent when you got a sweat on a game
3: and the New Orleans Saints just missed an opportunity. Olave, their fine rookie, just dropped a catchable ball at the 10-yard line. So we'll keep you up to date on that as they approach the two-minute warning. Uh, Derek, other liabilities here for the uh, Circa, the very attractive week four matchups.
8: Yeah, right now, right now, Brent, uh, here's the story. Um, they're coming in. Um, they're betting the Bills in the game, but they're betting the Bills first half. They're betting the Jets. These these are the two biggest
3: liabilities that we've seen so far, but it's Bills and Jets is what everybody's playing right now. The Bills don't surprise me, but the Jets do with Zach Wilson uh, basically not having any practice time, of course, because of that injury, knocked out in their first preseason game. Uh, Mike, how surprised are you about the money flowing in that direction?
4: Well, a little bit because the Steelers were the second most popular pick in Survivor. And, and they were also used in the contest as well in the Circa Millions. So coming back with the Jets here today is interesting.
3: You know, Derek. Speaking of the survivor, I'm just happy to be alive. You know, I, I look at the numbers that you've got. I think we've got a graphic over the last three years. Hmm. Uh, the field has been decimated this year.
8: Yeah, I mean we're down we're down 75 percent. You know, going into week four, it's really amazing. We've never seen we've never seen something like this. Uh, Happened before, but to have 75% knocked out, there's only 1,550 left. And, Brent, if you're one of them, that's pretty special, my <laughs> <but> man.
3: <laughs> on that other entry they got knocked out on the tie, but you've offered me a special deal if I stay here for a week, right? Arlene, <laughs> my wife, Arlene, called last night and said, you know, well, why not? Let's take them up for a week. Uh, what, what's the deal that you're offering those who were knocked no, out by te-
4: Technically, you don't get the deal oh, because oh. you're still in. Oh, it's only oh. for people that and have- I wore. I wore my heart. I, I, I well, we can talk. But it's, for, it's for people that had their, their all of their entries eliminated. We're inviting them for a hotel stay anytime between November seventh and January fifth, Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. three nights uh, at any of the hotels. If you had three or more entries, two nights. If you had one or two entries. And it includes uh, a day bed at Stadium Swim as well. So if you want to catch a Monday night or a Thursday night football <laughs> game out there,
3: yeah, who can beat that? <laughs> now let's go to the. Uh, well, first before I leave this yeah. on the Survivor, I-, I went the chalk. Yeah, you know the one piece of advice, and everybody knows this who plays Survivor. When you're in a big contest like Derek runs here at Circa, okay, and you've got a lot of entries, you've got to play less obvious teams to stay alive, okay? If you're in a small, if you play with your friends when you play Survivor, go ahead. Knock down those favorites. I I hated to do it this week, but I jumped on the Packers, as did 688 other entrants. It's the number one team, and no big surprise. They were a 10-point favorite at one time. Now they're 9.5 over New England in Green Bay. Uh, But that's where we are with the Survivor. But, uh, Derek, how how about the million now? We're coming down... To payday because every four weeks you pay off, and I couldn't believe that you've got two entries sitting at fifteen and zero. It really is amazing, you know. The, today, uh, this weekend's end of the first quarter,
8: first uh, first quarterly payout, three hundred thousand is going out oh. uh, over this weekend, and and w- what a couple what a couple uh, entries to follow. We have two that are fifteen and zero, unbelievable, and one of those two, don't stop believing three, actually also has a second. Entry that's 13 and 2. So this don't stop believing is is a worthwhile follow to see where he goes with this. Or he or she, I don't know. Mike, do you know who Don't Stop Believing is?
4: I don't I don't know. Um meanwhile, we've got a tie game. Maybe we'll have overtime in London here.
3: 25 <laughs> all as uh Mike noticed the field goal when uh we're out of the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. Now Joseph missed the critical extra point. Derek spoke about that, okay. And Derek, you said the the smart money came in on the Vikings. Did they take the money line on it, or did they go the two and a half? It's uh, it's it's both. Um, but but I can say from the house
8: side, we we are certainly um, a fan of uh, New Orleans winning the game outright. And the way the way the smart money's been coming in, the smart money's been running
3: hot. So uh, <laughs> well, yeah. It's been... The other thing, we've gone over in this game you know you had it in the low 40s yeah. and that works against the trend that probably also was good for the house so were they on the under in the, in the london game Derek? you know brent I, I that wasn't in my top it 10. it wasn't decisions. a significant decision okay. it wasn't significant okay. our
4: backsides are wide open from the first half they pounded the vikings minus two and a half in the first half so i mean we're we're trawling. We can't even get back to sea level if, if New Orleans
3: wins. Well, they've still got <laughs> yeah. uh, 151 mm-hmm. to go, the Vikings. Remember, Joseph has kicked four field goals. He mm-hmm. doesn't have that 50-yard range, but if they can get him down around 40 or 38 here in the next 145, they've got a chance. Those of us... We have the Vikings in a million. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll would settle for that anyway. But of course, the house is pulling against us on that. As we look at some other games, uh, Derek, I find the Bills at the Ravens to be absolutely fascinating. And uh, Buffalo must be attracting a lot of money nationwide because the Ravens and Derek Jackson—they played pretty well offensively—and here they are as a home underdog.
8: Yeah, I mean, Buffalo is a three. It's on a solid number. I mean, we were at minus 115 yesterday, up to minus 120. It's going to take a lot to get off that three. We're going to kind of juice it up here. But uh, but so far, yeah, it's been all, all Buffalo, but Buffalo is a three
3: minus 120 right now. And later tonight, the Chiefs and the Bucks. a game will be played in Tampa Bay. Uh, there was thought that they might move it to Minneapolis, but uh, the eye of... The storm did not hit Tampa, fortunately, but unfortunately, we've still got to deal with uh, places down at Fort Myers. You know, I do want to mention that uh, because Derek, uh, being from Detroit, has a lot of friends down uh, on the west coast of Florida, and and it is devastating to think what has happened to those folks down there, Derek. It's
8: it's, it's an unbelievable tragedy what's happened here, but... uh... You know, Americans will will uh, we'll figure it out. But just the, the news just keeps getting worse as as, as, as we learn learn more about it. Um,
3: yeah, I, I feel the same thing. You know, if somebody asked me on the way into circuit today, uh, how can they donate? I, you know, honestly, the place where I have gone in times of tragedies, I've gone to the America, the Red Cross. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that the Red Cross does such good work, and, and that you will have less go to the bureaucracy. Uh, if you donate to them, so those of you who are interested out there, uh, I would go down and check and check the Red Cross out. Okay, we've got a great week four here, and before Derek, before I let you and Mike go, Mike, I got a huge baseball game on ESPN tonight. It's the Mets, the Braves playing for the National League East. It's good, Mets aren't hitting the ball. You got to like Morton. Walter shuffled the
4: rotation. It didn't work out for him. He loses with his two aces. More important for the Mets, I think. I don't think they can
3: come through a wild card. I think the Braves could. Thanks a lot, Derek. Good luck with New Orleans, my friend. We continue on Countdown.
5: This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Well, look who followed the money right into the studio <laughs> because he wanted to see if the Vikings were going to hit the money ball, and Joseph did. 28-25 Vikings, 24 seconds to go in London. Mitch Moss, how are you, lad? That's a big smile. I, I, well, I, I take it you're all over the Vikings, you lad.
1: I am, uh, I'm like many people here, first of all, I'm loving the the early London games, as always. This is good to put it down, uh, 6.30 out here on the West Coast. I love that start. So I'm involved. I do have the Vikings two and a half in a contest play. So this is a big sweat on this game. But also, just forget about that for a second. I grabbed the Saints because it looked like uh, as this game was unfolding, yeah, the Vikings had a 16 7 lead. But when the Saints had, to me, the Saints were playing better and they were kind of like out in them. And so I grabbed them
3: plus six and a half in play for a little bit as well. All right. You're in charge of keeping an eye on the monitor. Okay. You've got 24 seconds to kill. Vikings 28, Saints 25. The game has gone over as we welcome our friend Johnny Avello, of course, from DraftKings. Uh, Johnny, a good morning to you, lad, and a question about I'm sure the East Coast loves it. You know, Mitch mentioned it's a 6.30 here, but it's a 9.30 in New York. I mean, you get up at breakfast, and you get, you're betting DraftKings all morning. How are you, Johnny?
7: I'm great, Brent. Thank you, Mitch. Good. Uh, Good to, good to hear your voice again. Yeah you. guys, you know this early these early morning games for us are a little unusual and uh, we've learned to adapt to them now for, you know, a few years. But the East Coast is getting a little taste of what we get every Sunday, which is kick off at 10 for them 9:30. <laughs> And, um, you know, by the time we get to the, the late evening, our games are over. Those guys are still saying, can this thing finally end so I can go to bed so I can go to work tomorrow? <laughs>
3: yeah, that is, that is for sure. Uh, and, of course, next week we've got the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants will be playing in London. So we've got the same thing going with game two. Uh, Johnny Armand uh, here at the Circa. They were sweating. The book was sweating because they had huge liability. Uh, The Vikings apparently were bet heavily by sharp money here in Las Vegas all week. Did DraftKings see that, especially in New York and New Jersey and Illinois and places where you're legal?
7: We did. Uh, We actually opened this game up one, uh, went to four. Now the bulk of the money was at the three and a half and at the four number. So I, we're gonna we're gonna be okay on this game uh, because we're it's gonna fall in the middle and anybody who was on the New Orleans side money line will not win so usually a game fall in the middle where the favorite doesn't cover usually works well for us now it did go over uh, and so you know we will give a little bit of money back there but um, overall it'll be an okay start to the day.
3: Mitch, give us an update on the London game. Okay, so
1: Saints got the ball back with hardly any time to go. They completed a long pass to Olave to the Vikings' forty yard line, and that's where we're sitting right now. They have a they're gonna run another play with seven seconds left. You cannot take a sack here. They get the ball off, and uh it looks like it, it was completed, which could put no, he's out of bounds. So the receiver was out of bounds the way it looks, and so With two seconds on the clock, what do you do here now? Do you send Lutz back out there for what would be an extremely long field goal? you take a shot at the end zone? And was he really out of bounds here? As he showed the replay, he was, yeah.
3: It is. The ball is on the Minnesota 43-yard line, okay. And it's third down and 10. And the call is confirmed that he is uh, out of bounds. Uh, Johnny Avello, as uh, Derek Stevens was leaving, he told me that another game, was being heavily bet here in Las Vegas, and that's the Raiders. The Raiders are the only 0-3 team left in the NFL. They are at home against the Denver Broncos. Uh, They're giving 2.5. Circa has gone to minus 120 on the juice. Uh, How about DraftKings? Are they seeing heavy action on the winless Raiders at home against the Broncos?
7: We are. Now, it's understandable that the town is seeing action on the Raiders as they usually do on, you know, every Sunday. Uh, and in this particular spot, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, it's that theory about it's time to win. Now, you know, that may or may not be true. We'll see. We'll see uh, around 4 o'clock or so. On our network for DraftKings, we are also taking a lot of Raider money. Uh, the last I looked, we were about 72 per 70 to 75%. Uh, spread money on the uh, Raiders and the money line was about 85 to 90% on the Raiders. So um, even though we have no presence in Las Vegas, as far as booking is concerned, we're seeing it across the country.
3: And let's go to Mitch for the final on the Vikings and the Saints.
1: It is officially over with. How about this? Lutz out for what they were calling was a 61-yard field goal attempt moments after hitting a 60-yarder to tie the game up and it goes, it doinks off the crossbar, Brent and Johnny, and it goes the other way. It doesn't go the way the Saints needed it to. It bounces back, so it's no good. It's officially short, and the Vikings win the game by 3-28-25. Was it? Oh, no, it was off the upright, and then the crossbar. Wait a second. That's a double doink. (laughs) That's like the Bears playoff game. I missed it in live time off the the upright. Whoa.
3: That doesn't happen very often. Now you said he hit the sixty, so they'd called timeout on the sideline. Is that correct? He hit. He originally hit the sixty-yarder, but then this one was a sixty-one
1: to follow it up and tied the game again. Look at I that! got it. Oh, mama! <laughs> give me that! Give me that double doink call again, <laughs> Uh Officially a double we had doink. A
7: prop on the double doink. You <laughs> got a you got, prop on the double doink,
1: Mitch. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. I, did, did you? You really did have one today?
7: No, no. Oh,
3: just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was chatter back play from the from the studio, and did DraftKings have a prop on the double doink? But Johnny Avello has confirmed that they did not have a double doink prop, but they will they will think about it next week uh, because I'll tell you, if you want props, just go up there and read through all of the things that they offer on the different games. Uh, Johnny, another trend, of course, that we have had all season long, and I talked about it, is the unders. Okay, now this game did go over. No, no doubt about that. But the unders coming through three weeks, 64%, 30-17-1 through three weeks. Did DraftKings adjust the over-under numbers coming into week four? Uh, How do they view
7: that? Slightly, Brent. You know, we don't overreact. Um, Nothing, you know, that the general public would probably take notice of, but slightly. And we have to do that because... Uh, you know when coming into a season like this you usually say well the offense will be fine because they're not playing you know the full preseason slate as in the past but it'll take the defense a little bit more to catch up so with with that in mind you would think there would be more overs um, and this will catch up also I mean this is just uh, uh, going through a couple of weeks of a you know a aberration, so to speak. But I think this will all catch up and even out here in a very short period of time.
3: So let's continue the chatter about London. The giants will be over the next week against the Packers. But today, Johnny, uh, they're in the Meadowlands, a home game against the bears, the giants. They've been about a three point favorite all week long. Uh, your view on the action of the bears and the giants today.
7: This is one of those games where, uh, We've taken probably just a very slight uh, edge to the Giants here as far as money's concerned. The money line is where we're seeing some bare money. I don't know if there's much faith in the Giants to uh, to even win the game. Uh, And and the Chicago contingents out today taking a shot on the money line and disregarding the points.
3: Mitch, do you have a position on the –
1: I do not have anything in uh, in that game I I do not
3: all right now the Jets they go back to quarterback Zach Wilson and Derek Stevens reported earlier here at Circa and to my surprise there's been money coming in on the Jets the Steelers a field goal favorite but I'm a bit surprised are you seeing the same thing at DraftKings that uh, the Jets are attracting money with the return of Wilson
7: Yeah, you know, I think this is a team they, you know, the public feels that they can beat. Um, You know, the Jets, we all know they had a good uh, draft. Uh, They have a win under their belt. And, uh, you know, maybe this is a team that doesn't have the right quarterback. And then now I think my personal opinion is that Pickett will be the starting quarterback of this team very soon Uh, because this team is going to find that that's the way they're going to have to go. But for this particular game right here, uh, we're seeing definitely New York money on the Jets. Uh, I know New York's one of our biggest states as far as handle um, and and taking the points also. So you are correct in that uh, the Jet money has showed up today.
3: Mitch, uh, Jets.
1: Um, I'm on Steelers money line. I think this is uh, it's Mike Tomlin versus Zach Wilson coming back for the first time in a long time. I'll, that, I'll trust the Steelers here.
3: That's that's how I sort of looked at it. Uh, I don't have anything against Zach, but he is so unproven mm-hmm. at this point, and he's been out because of, because of the injury. Uh, Johnny, I know you're going to have a great week uh, at DraftKings because later today, Chiefs, Bucks, then tomorrow, Rams, 49ers. Uh, thanks so much for dropping by, and we'll talk to you as we count down to kickoff next week here on VSEN, my friend. Thank you, Brian. And we have a good week, no matter what (laughs) happens. That's what I like. Mitch is an optimistic bookmaker. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Johnny's always up for the action coming up. And we will continue. Mitch Moss will be with us. And Steve McEnany on his Power Rating.
0: Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place. Like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
5: This is Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff on Feason, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Well, Mitch Botch is still celebrating his double-doink victory with Minnesota over in (laughs) London. And we remind you that uh, Steve McEnany at VSEN Pro, you do not want to miss his theories of all the numbers he puts out. We're going to be talking to Steve live about his great power ratings. I know I always look at him every week. And you can subscribe to VSEN Pro for $175 through the Super Bowl as we welcome you back. And uh, Steve Mackina now joins Mitch Moss and me here on V on our final segment of Countdown to kickoff on week four on this Sunday. I'm gonna tell you about how I changed my mind on a game. I was I was all set to back Carolina in the Million Contest. And I figured they've got a much better defense of Arizona, their one unbelievable two-point conversion away from still looking for their first win, but Kyler Murray did pull it off here on that 22nd run, and I guess they measured it around 80 yards back and forth. So I was all set to put it in, but I happened to just look back at last year's scores, okay? And that's where I said, wait a minute. The Cardinals were 8-1 and one straight up on the road, okay? And they beat four playoff teams during that stretch. They put up more than 30 points against three of them. Now, I know, listen, this is a different year, Okay. Last year was last year, okay? Arizona's not a good football team. But then I said, let me, let me go check out these two coaches. Well, going back to the stats, v had up there. Cliff Kingsbury is 14-3-2 as a road underdog, ATS. 14-3-2 since he took over as head coach of the Cardinals. Matt Rule, as a favorite in Charlotte, Carolina, is 1-7 and seven as a home favorite and so steve i couldn't resist uh, i made the move and i jumped on the cardinals just because of those numbers uh that i found up there i, I was very surprised about that how about you
5: <laughs> yeah you know brent they say it's a woman's right to change her mind but it's also a better's right to change <laughs> your mind when they when they find good info think about this from a from a perspective of arizona you when they're at home A lot of they give up a lot of points, but they can score a lot of points on the road. And typically what I like to see in a road underdog is the team that can score points. Uh, You got a team in Carolina there that not clicking on all cylinders. By all means, there's rumors that there's problems in the locker room. You had that situation with DJ Moore and Baker Mayfield this week. So uh, I, I can't say I disagree with you on this one, Brent.
3: Uh, Mitch, your feeling? Did you give any thought to taking either Carolina or Arizona? I am on uh,
1: Arizona in the Super Contest out here in Las Vegas. I did, I did make them one of my contest plays at plus one for many of the reasons that you just stated. And and look, I mean, we on the board this week, guys. We have a couple of matchups where they're kind of you know dog matchups. I mean, not very good teams. The Bears Giants game. Neither one of those teams. I don't think very. I don't think either one of these teams are good at all. I'm with you. I don't think Arizona is a good football team. I don't particularly like Cliff Kingsbury's a coach. I don't think Kyler Murray's, Murray's that good either as a starting quarterback in the NFL. But on the road, the numbers don't lie. They're just a totally different team. I don't know why that is, but and I, I think Carolina is potentially, I think Matt Rule could be the first coach fired this year. Uh, they have some problems there. It's kind of messy. So, I, you know, as a dog here, I took the Cardinals.
3: Uh, you know, there was a heavy criticism by uh, was It McCoy who criticized Kyler Murray, called him high school and that. But hey, listen you can't go to sleep on that athletic ability. Right. Uh, the Raiders will tell you that in that fourth-quarter comeback, they couldn't put a hand on him. I mean, he scored touchdowns, two-point conversions, through for one. Uh, Steve, he's got enormous ability. He's not the prototypical. He doesn't have great size, and he tends to wear down late in the season. But you've got to be really careful when you play against that rascal.
5: Yeah, I, I would say so. Now, he's obviously missing Hopkins. I mean, that that's a big loss offense. I mean, it's hard to judge this team and how good or bad they are, I think, at this point until they uh, are playing at full strength.
3: You know, now we want to talk about Steve's power ratings, Mitch, because you, just like me, we talked about in the commercial break. Uh, we look at his power ratings all week long. And, uh, Steve, you still have the Bills. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the top, okay, even though they were beaten a week ago by the Dolphins. Uh, you do not overreact. I have the reason why I follow you is you don't overreact to one game. You're you're consistent in how you view these teams. I want you to sort of talk us through. We've got the top 10 up on the board, and, and you can tell us how you evaluate, how much you change after one game, and how this system works.
5: Well, I tell you what, the key thing to, to any of this is, like you said, not to overreact. I mean, you, that's how you fall into the traps that uh, the books are set for you. Now, uh, obviously, Buffalo lost last week. You you dig deeper into the a box score in a game like that, and you see they have forty plus minutes of time of possession. They outgained the Dolphins. Probably should have won the game. So why would you want to deduct the team just because they didn't win that game, even though they played at the at the rate of a winner? So you don't want to do that. Now I go through every box score at the end of uh, Sunday night or Monday morning, and I and I. Dig through and see. I look at turnovers. I look at the yards per play. I look at how the game situation sort of played out. If, if the team gains a lot of yards when they're down twenty-four to nothing early, that that's a little different. You don't want to overreact to things like that. Now, as you as you combine all the statistics, you got to look at yard. You got to look at the the uh, if you want to call it the the scrimmage plays. Uh, how they do when they have the ball every play what what are their averages what are the teams allowings averages so you get what i call a more effective strength indicator for every team and uh you need to have these type of numbers before you build your power ratings and again avoid overreacting to any single game mitch
1: well that's exactly how you have to approach this and i'll give you an example why uh and again i look at steve's power ratings in all sports and the nfl stuff to me is great i mean I think the Dolphins are a good football team this year. He hasn't power rated number six. I, I while you were talking, I pulled up what ESPN has. They have Miami number one going into the week. Who, who <laughs> right? If you do this for a living, and you're betting on this stuff. Nobody's going to have no bettors going to have Miami's power rated as the number one team in football. Nobody will. But ESPN did this week before the Bengals game. That's just they're not the best team in football. So I mean, that's this is an example of Steve not overreacting. He said, "Hey, they were three zero going into the week. They have to go way up." He didn't do that with his numbers.
3: No, specifically, very good point, uh, Steve. The Ravens are hosting the Bills, okay? And we look at your top 10, and you have the Ravens at a 27. That's the number that you have on the Ravens. Now, the Bills are at 32.5, okay? So that's five and a half difference. However, the Ravens are at home. As a better, when you look at your power rating numbers and the game is in Baltimore, how should you analyze that?
5: Now, if you're looking at this from a a just this pure power rating aspect. If you got five and a half points difference between the teams, you want to give Baltimore maybe a, 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 a it, nowadays about a point and a half. Let's say, so you would think the rate, the numbers should be about four in this game. Okay, so that's how I would analyze it from a power rating perspective. Now, there's obviously power rating handicapping and situational handicapping. All you you have to consider all stuff too. So. It's not just a matter of looking at numbers and say this team's better than the other, and I'm um, take. Mm.
3: Mitch,
1: no, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, so, Steve, when when it's a, around a key number like that, then does that make it a play for you? When you would have the Bills as a uh, you know higher power rated team in that number, would you would you look at it and say, well, they're only laying three, I have it, and it's around that key number, obviously, so I got to bet
5: Buffalo here. Yeah, I, I actually like them when there's more slight things like this. If, if I see a power rating advantage where it's like three points or more, I look at something's off you know what i mean there's I, I don't like to go for things like that now if i see it like this situation we got to put a point and a half different yeah hey buffalo m- might be worth my money here today
3: now rain i'm told is starting to fall in baltimore and again there are three cities rain and also accompanying winds remember that that's probably more important to numbers than any than just the rain but baltimore Philadelphia and New York, right up in that particular area, there's going to be rain in those games today. Steve, I want to ask you about a team that has fascinated the public and uh, some uh, guys who put power ratings together, even bounce them all the way to the top ten. Tell me about the Jacksonville Jaguars and how you've reacted to their tremendous start to the season.
5: Yeah, this is a very interesting circumstance here because you got a team coming off two massive point spread victories in a row. I mean, you're talking 30, I, I believe it's 30 point point spread win over Indianapolis and then another 32 point win last week against the Chargers. Now, key to not overreacting here is I I look at the scoring effective averages that I put together and Jacksonville's number two in the league right now in pure points, uh, effective points. However, I go over to my effective yardage rankings and they're 12. So, you got to kind of balance that as you look at these things. So I, I have the Jacksonville as a 24-and-a-half power rating right now, and that uh, slots in about 15th
3: in the league. Great. Steve, thank you so much. Uh, Steve McEnany, you can't be without his power ratings every week here at V-CEN, Mitch. Uh, uh, he's a must-read. Absolutely. Every single week during the football
1: season, yep, for sure.
3: And congratulations to Mitch Moss on his double-doink winner. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings barely cover in London. Game goes over, 28-25. Hope you cash some tickets, because that's what it's all about.
5: Infinity
1: presents a new chapter in luxury.